Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Prey. Directed by Dan Trachtenberg, Prey is the science fiction horror action film based on the Predator franchise. It is the fifth installment in the franchise and is a prequel to the first Predator film from 87. The movie is out now on Disney+, Plus, Hulu or Star+, Plus, depending on your region. But if you haven't watched Prey yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. The movie features an indigenous cast and makes history for being the first film dubbed in Comanche and the first time a film has premiered in a native language alongside the English version. Luke, you have the plot. Set in the Comanche Nation 300 years ago, Naru, played by Amber Midthunder, a fierce and highly skilled female warrior, has been raised in the shadow of some of the most legendary male hunters. When danger threatens her camp, Naru sets out into the Great Plains to protect her people. The prey she stalks and ultimately confronts turns out to be a deadly, evolved alien predator with a technology-advanced arsenal, resulting in a vicious and terrifying showdown between the two adversaries. Now, the Predator franchise, and like you said at the top there, this is the fifth entry, a prequel. Um, when I wrote this, I was not including the crossover films, Alien vs. I was going to say, it's technically the seventh, but the yeah. Seventh. <laughs> the, the Predator franchise, the Predator franchise. I'll admit something. I've only watched the first two. Um me and the wife have been over the past few years working our way through both the Alien movies and the Predator films. Um, I think we're up to like a- the fourth Aliens film. Or did we watch that one? I can't remember. We might be up to Prometheus now. I'm not sure. Either way, I've watched the first two Predator movies and I haven't seen the rest. Um, but I figured, you know what? It's a prequel. All good. We're okay. I hope I didn't miss anything. <laughs> I hope nothing's important. Um, no, not really. I mean... I love the Predator films. You know, Predators, the third one, directed by Robert Rodriguez, is a really good film and tends to get overlooked, but it's really good. In fact, you know what? There is a reference to that film, even though I just say this is a prequel. The biomask worn by the Predator in Prey is made from the skull of a river ghost, a species that you see in the Predator film, or Predators film, from 2010. Mm, so there's a little cool. bit of a connection there. The fourth one, The Predator, bit of a letdown. Watch it anyway. That's the one that Shane Black directed. But I've got to be honest, I love the Predator films, and this movie, I had been looking forward to it. Just the title alone I thought was just excellent prey with the predator font what a perfect title so i'd really been looking forward to it it came out on a friday i watched it that night here we are a week later it feels like such a long time ago i've been wanting to talk about this movie since watching it and we're finally doing it now funny it took me it took me almost a week to watch it not not anything that's not commentary on the film just finding the time um but look, yeah, look, even though I've only watched those first two films, 
I highly enjoy both of them. They're very, they're they're two very different movies, and that second one is is just bonkers. Uh, you know, you got all the Arnie it's action good, that first though. one, and yeah, it, it gets it gets pretty nuts. Um, the whole concept, the, the opening. So I, I'm, I know we, I know we're here to talk about Prey, but the, <laughs> the, you know, the first movie is set in a jungle. The opening of Predator Two looks like it's a jungle, and then the camera lifts, and you see the city. Oh, it's so good. You've it's gone a, from it's an, an urban jungle, man. jungle, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say an actual jungle in the first movie, a concrete jungle in the That's sequel, it. and to go from. Arnold Schwarzenegger in that first movie to Danny Glover as a cop. I mean, incredible. But yeah, I I love the Predator films. <laughs> yeah. Now I know the franchise obviously goes in a you know a different like there's different settings and stuff like that. But you know, with this one having it be a prequel, we're going back to you know it, it's not quite a jungle, but we are in more of a remote kind of um, yeah. You know, like we're in the bush. We're in the you know the you know. North American countryside, I guess, if you can describe it like that. So we're getting back to, I guess, like the raw nature of things. And I mean, that setting for the predator, I want to say the predator character or a predator character, I think that like that's the elements that you're kind of, you know, looking for. That's what I'm looking for anyway when I'm when I'm looking at these moves. I'm like, yeah, cool. Cause it, it brings back those vibes of especially that first film with Arnie, where it gets all just you know, it's just man versus alien in a, you know, with trees. <laughs> you know, originally the director wanted it to be a secret that it wasn't actually a Predator film and he wanted to keep it a secret until people saw it. They did a similar thing with one of the Cloverfield films, didn't they? Was it the um, Paradox film on Netflix? It dropped out of nowhere. Or was it even Cloverfield Lane, the one that he directed? I remember one of the Cloverfield films just being a complete surprise to people. Yeah, well, I mean, that third one was, I think, no one even knew it was it was coming. Um, but I think, you know, with that second one... out of nowhere. The second one, which is what the one that Trachtenberg directed, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, I mean, that was heavily marketed and advertised, you know, uh, with the name Cloverfield in it. Right, it must yeah. have been. It must have been the maybe, third. I don't know, but I just okay, yeah. But I seem to recall one of those films just being a surprise. Well, that's what they wanted to do with this film, but obviously it got out, and then it was all over the marketing. But a guy from my work, he didn't know this film was coming. He saw that it was available on Disney Plus, and it was the three red dots on Nauru's head on the poster. That gave away to him that this was a new Predator film. Interesting. He had so no, no so idea not the until that moment. Yeah. So not not the font no. at all. Wasn't a giveaway. Three dots. I'm jealous. How awesome would that have been to have no idea? And it's just a new film on Disney Plus. But it's it's a weird thing, right? I mean, we we don't need to get into it, but just streaming the release, the way they market these things. Now I've got mates in the UK, and they're big into movies like we are. You know, always going to the movies, watching the latest films. And they started having a conversation about when should we go to the cinema and watch Prey? Oh. And I'm like, how is this even happening? Like, do you know what I mean? It's, I mean, is it because we follow this stuff closely? 
and we know where everything's been made available. But, you know, Disney Plus ads on TV, but then you get Disney Plus ads for the new Lightyear film, which was recently in cinemas. So I do think, you know, people do miss where things are going to be made well, available. So we're not conditioned yet to be like, okay, we've got to be really savvy. We're still, as a as a species, we are, okay, a, a new movie, especially a big movie with a with an IP attached to it, which this one eventually was advertised as, as having, that, yeah, it's going to be, you know, on a on the big screen. We're going to see it at the cinema, and, and then we'll get it, you know, and then it will come to streaming. Most people don't know where the hell on streaming it will land, but, you know, they'll work it out eventually. It's just weird, isn't yeah. it? But then if you're following this online, like most of the marketing does tend to be for the US. So this movie is a Hulu movie. Here in Australia, we get it on Disney+. Plus. But yeah, it's just, I don't know, I just found that interesting. Like It really threw me that they were like, hey, when are we going to go to the cinema to watch Prey? Hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? Never. This is Disney+. Plus. <laughs> this is a Disney+. Plus original. You know, it's worth mentioning, actually, that this movie, it broke Hulu's records for the most watched premiere of a single release beating every other Hulu film and TV series. I mean, this film is huge. I mean, that's exciting. And they should celebrate that. And, you know, it's, you know, we should point out 20th Century Studios. This was one of, you know, their, their doings. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know the answer to this, but was this made for streaming or was this one of the last you know, 20th century Fox kind of deals before the whole Disney thing happened. Was no, this meant to be a streaming? This, this was made for streaming? Nope, always streaming. Yeah, which is really interesting, a movie of this size. But then, I mean, I, I've got to be honest, I don't know what the budget of this movie is. I mean, it looks big, it looks expensive, but I guess... I mean, look, the, there's, there's a few special effects in there, you know, like you've got like the, the spaceships and... You know, like the effects that you have of the Predator, you know, when when you can't see him, but you can, you know, like sort of translucent. Oh, he's invisible, but we can clearly see him. Um, you, you know, I reckon this movie could have been put together on the cheap. Like it's it's not it's not a huge movie. It's not it's not crazy. You know, it's essentially it's all shot outside as well. <laughs> I mean, they, they probably weren't there. It was probably some studio stuff, but you know, it's a relatively small movie, but not in a bad way. I mean, like I said, it looks expensive and it does feel big. I think having that known IP connection as well, oh, here's a Predator film, you wouldn't that's, expect it to that's be. That's what makes it feel big. Feel cheap big. film. I thought I'd just look it up, how much it was, and I can't find it. It's not, um, yeah, that's very strange. No? No, oh, normally... Well, I don't know. I, usually, I mean, I just usually go to Wikipedia, very trustworthy <laughs> source. Um, Sometimes. No, but usually like the... And it's no, not actually... No, usually it's front and centre, you know, like budget versus... Well, I mean, there's no, there's no box office. Yeah, you, do you know what? You're right. And I'm also doing that right now, which is awful for the listeners. So it's let's terrible. stop doing that. Um, yes. Let's talk about this movie. But, but you know what, though? That, that's got to be intentional because you're right, ordinarily front and centre. So maybe it's purposely being kept hush. Who knows? Yeah. But look, very interesting that we're getting this movie. It 
300 300 years ago we're dealing with like a native a native tribe in north america um it took me a while to work out where the hell they actually were because i was like why is there a lion in this movie and then i had to think i was like oh could a lion get to north america how did that happen did it escape from like a circus anyway i had lots of questions but got over them pretty quickly um i don't know they, they felt like there was a really cool like authenticity to all of that stuff that they were that they were doing there you know like with the casting the um i mean i, I watched the english version i didn't watch the Kamachi um <laughs> version of the film although i'm actually kind of curious would it kind of change me too the, yeah the the feel of of the film and it might be an interesting interesting watch but i mean the whole concept and i know that's why i think partly why, why you got kind of excited about it it was like we've got a, you know a version of the, the predator character or you know one of them and is going up against sticks and stones and sharp little rocks and bits and pieces i mean yeah there's gunpowder guns in this to some extent but barely used it's pretty much spears and daggers versus the predator and it's like as a concept that's that's baffling. And this movie pretty much delivers on that. You're just getting, I was about to say man versus beast, but in this case, very much um, woman, female warrior versus beast. But it, but it is that. It's, it's human versus this monster, um, and it's very raw, and, it's, and it just gets in there. So, I mean, to a point where I was kind of like, am I buying this? I'm not sure. But I went along with it to the point where I was like, I don't care. I was like, this looks this well, better it, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes to show how skilled they are as warriors. And with the predator, like again, like it's not a predator like we've seen before. Like, even the predator's weapons aren't as advanced. I mean, we yeah. don't even get to see the shoulder cannon, I think, for the first time ever yeah. in a predator okay. film. Like yeah. it's not in this one. But I said before, that first movie, Arnie, and then, you know, to go to Danny Glover in the sequel, well, no Arnie, no Danny Glover. In this one, we've got Amber Midthunder as Nauru. And you know what? You talking about before, like, you know, do you buy it with the action? Like, should this be happening? Can this person fight a predator? I completely bought this actress. And we've seen her before in... I think a couple of things that we've reviewed. Legion, the Marvel show with Dan Stevens, she was in that. And so, yes, I covered that for Sounds Like Comics, but we covered a movie she was in, The Ice Road, a Liam Neeson film. Oh, she's that She was the girl. young girl in mm. that. But do you know what? Time, so like, we've seen her before. Familiar. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so we've seen her before. But for me, she has arrived. This film, she absolutely owns this film. Yes, there's a predator in it. And yes, <laughs> there's other warriors. But when it comes down to just her and the predator going one-on-one, -on -one, it is amazing. <laughs> and honestly, she is incredible. It's good to see. She's been getting so much praise online from original Predator star Bill Duke, original Predator star Jesse Ventura. Oh, it's been so good seeing the outpouring of love for this actress. And yeah, I thought she was incredible in this. 
that she really is carrying this movie, like throughout the whole thing. Um, and I mean, look, there is there's a point to what I'm saying here, but like there's a there's a big chunk of this movie, especially at you know at the beginning where it is a you know it's a bit slow. Like if you're going into this movie being like, okay, look, I want to see the predator just killing things and the thing biffing on with people. It takes a while for us to get there, but a lot of the time that we're spending, there's slower moments and it's with her. Um, it's with Naru as, as we're exploring her character and how she fits into her little community. Um, and, you know, like contrasting her against, you know, the, the male warriors and stuff like that and how she all fits, fits in amongst that. And that's her story and that's unfolding and her proving herself. And, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to her. And it works. It pays off. It does. And, but you are right, though. I mean, this movie does have a slow build. And, and do you know what? It has a runtime of one hour 40, which I was surprised by. That was a lot shorter than what I thought it was going to be. But when you watch it, because of that slow build, and then it leads to you know, the big action-packed third act, the runtime works for me. But before hitting, pre- but before hitting play, yeah, I was quite surprised by that you're talking about other people in in the tribe or oh, actually something i read online a criticism of her and the other male uh, hunters from her tribe is that when they're going into battle they don't have their hair tied up and i'm like that's where you're drawing the line on believability <laughs> there's an alien in this film wait, wait, but, but someone wife... online had issue with the fact they didn't tie their hair up <laughs> My wife said one thing to me when we were watching it. She was like, so if this was uh, 300 years ago, why are her armpits shaved? I'm like, I mean, fair point, but okay. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. Don't know. Um, My eyebrows Hollywood also look the groomed, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is Hollywood, hey. <laughs> um, in, to in her tribe, now she's got a very supportive brother played by Dakota Beavers and they've got a great relationship and he sees something in her that nobody else does and finally you know she does take charge and again has that big showdown with the predator but there's a line of dialogue that he has he says if it bleeds we can kill it that's what Arnie says in the first movie sure does it's okay to have a homage, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's it okay is. to have Dutch coincidentally say the exact same thing in 87. I liked it. That's it's magic. Yeah. Good that you mentioned that. However, uh, it might have been part of my trivia later, but there might be a bit more to add. But that's okay. That's Ooh, okay. I'll forget. That's fine. <laughs> just full of the, the facts and... Nah, there's more to it. It's all good. It's all good. It is a risk, isn't it? Yes. Saying something that could be trivia. Yes. We just have to start dropping the trivia stuff and just... Never mind, it's all good. Um, should we talk about some of the other characters in this film? All right, so there are... You know, you're talking about all the other you know, the, the guys in the, in the tribe. Um, you know, there's, there's the brother. Seems like a nice guy. Um, Dakota Beavers. Um, all these all these characters in here sort of they're all doing fine. There's nothing overly, you know, like 
I'm not sitting there being like, oh, wow, this is the greatest acting ever. Everything's fine. No one's doing a bad job. Um, the one character that I guess has a big confrontation with Nauru that I thought was doing, uh, you know, I want to say a particularly good job enough for me to be like, I kind of want to slap this guy in the face, which obviously is the point. Stormy Kip as Wasapi, who just, just keeps giving her such a hard time. Yeah, you need to have that character, don't you? It's only going to help build up Nauru. So it served a purpose. Did you, at any point, were you, I mean, I feel like this is a silly statement. I feel like, yeah, like, as I was watching this, I was like, ah, oh, I know how this movie is going to end. I know that Nauru's going to fight the Predator and she's going to win because the whole point, unless this movie's going to be a big kick in the balls, but like, with everything that's going on, all these, you know, these other characters, these these male warriors sort of up against her, putting her down, sending her back to the camp. You know that she's going to prove herself at the end of it. I feel like that did take away a little bit of, I guess, any sort of surprise or I guess maybe suspense when it came to her character. Obviously, when other characters were getting knocked off and heads cut off and disemboweled and all that kind of stuff, wonderful, great stuff. But with her, I just felt like it would have been a huge surprise if if like the predator beat her <laughs> or something like that. I mean, it'd have been a big anticlimax because you're right. I mean, this movie is all about building her up. Like she's just as capable, if not more than the males in her tribe. So to build her up and then just have a die at the end by a male predator, I think would have been the wrong way <laughs> to, to end the movie. But the character, the actress is so likable that, yeah, I was yeah, cheering by the end. She goes back to the village. You know, at the beginning of the film, like, there's that, I mean, I guess it's like a bear trap type thing. And I was like, who's whose trap is that? Like, who does that belong to? And then we find out that it's like there's a whole bunch of French folk <laughs> that are sort of nearby. Um, so I was surprised that there were, because, again, if we go back to, like, what the original concept, at least what was presented to us was, it's this alien versus, you know, spears and stones and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, now we've got like these white fellas that have come along and, oh, they've got gunpowder and, you know, they've got, they've got pistols and, and all that. I'm glad that they didn't let, I guess, like Nauru and I guess everybody else sort of get too involved in those other kind of weapons. Cause then it would, yeah. yeah, it would have been a little bit of like, ah, okay, yeah. Well, that would have that would have definitely have taken away from it. It is also good that the the white folk didn't save Nauru. So it's great that she's the hero <laughs> of this film. Yeah. There was there was a point where I think Nauru was in quite severe danger. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they'll have her be rescued by somebody. Not just the the French guys, but like, you know, one of the other warriors from her tribe. Didn't happen. And I was like, cool. She got herself out of it. Yeah, as, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. she does. And that's it. It's, it's good. That didn't happen because the movie is building her up. She doesn't need saving. But this is this is something you might be able to comment on, seeing as I haven't seen the rest of the films except for the first two. And obviously the first two, like the first one's, you know, there, there's some violent bits, but I feel like the second film does escalate that violence and a bit of the gore factor. Um, now, how do the rest of the movies go in terms of the violence and stuff? Because I feel like this one seemed to be, you know, if there was a bit of a drop in that high level of, uh, I guess, angry, angry visuals, 
I feel like this one kind of took it back to that place a little bit. Not too much, but like, where does this one sit in terms of the rest of the films? I mean, tonally, um, it fits. Like, it does fit. I mean, a classic thing from the Predator films is when the Predator is defeating a foe, will take a trophy and it's the skull, you know, the spine's attached and rips it out. And we see it in this movie. So that tracks. Tonally, <laughs> they are, yeah, tonally, they are consistent. And that's, do you, do you know what? And that's what's great. Yes, we've got a Predator, which is easily recognisable from the Predator franchise. But even without that, like the, the way this film is structured and put together, even though the title of the movie is Prey, it always feels like a Predator film. Even though they've approached it from such a different way. By having it be a prequel, but it still very much feels like it's a part of those other films. And it got me thinking, like, I mean, this year we got Top Gun Maverick, which is still one of my favourite movies of the year. And it's like, oh, right. So that's how they can do a really good sequel today to a movie that came out in the 80s. And there's, you know, we talked about the other Predator films but with this film, it's like, oh, so they can do a prequel. I just think the approach to Top Gun Maverick and the approach with this film, I'm hoping we get to see more of this instead of just the stock standard sequels that some work, most don't. Or would you want to see more of, I guess, Prey? Like maybe a sequel to Prey? Like another prequel? If that made sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I'd, I'd be open to it, you know, or, you know, it doesn't need to be Nauru again. Like, maybe we visit a different time period where the Predators come back. Mm. Well, if you, like... It's just really, it's just opened up, like, this movie just opened up so many possibilities because, you know, since that first movie in 87, the movies have always been moving forward. Mm. And then this film just came out of nowhere. Well, it just shows that, like, the the predator or like the species of, of predators, which I'm sure they probably have an actual name. I, I don't know. Um, that they could have popped up at any given time, at any location, done what it's needed to do, and then moved on. Because they're essentially they just hunt, don't they? Like they it's, it's pretty much like their sport. That's the whole thing. Did I is that a thing I missed? I'm pretty sure that's the thing. Well, that's the thing, yeah. But do you know what? What's interesting, like in this. You could take it as this is the very first time that they've come to Earth. Potentially, because Because yeah. well, when you first see them, they're attacking everything. Mm. As if they don't know what the dominant species is on the planet. And then, obviously, they see the people with the weapons, and then they choose the people as targets. But until then, they're shooting anything that moves. Well, even the predator. I thought that, we, that was interesting. Like the predator that we see in this film, I, I noticed that it's not wearing as much armor as you know later on when there's that predator taking on Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, you know who is the dominant species on this planet. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, it almost seems like ah, you know, it's not quite prepared, <laughs> it, which I guess also gives a little bit of extra upper hand to the you know, just the the bare knuckle you know, warriors that 
that it comes across in this film and you know who can take him down with just some sharp objects um but look there's no post-credit scene in this movie but over the credits over the immediate initial credits um there's sort of like uh like drawing sketches of i guess like the events in this movie but the very final image that you see is more spaceships arriving do we read this as hey that's a bit of a tease for what comes next or are they just filling in the gap of hey look this is what happened next or, or is this a teaser set up for hey look we could do another essentially a prey to um and continue this story what are your thoughts where are we going next I mean, I definitely took that as a tease. I mean, they wouldn't have known ahead of time how successful and how well reviewed this movie was going to be. So they could say, hey, yeah, we're definitely planning the next one. That's what it always was. I mean, we're going we're to get more of these, aren't we? And hopefully streaming. Although this would have been really good to see on the big screen. But at the same time, it's really convenient getting to just watch it at home. But yeah, no, I, th- I think it was definitely definitely just a tease. All right. So on that, if you were to rate Prey out of five, what are you giving it? Ooh, it, it, is, it is a tough one when it comes to the rating. And I'm thinking now I really should have watched it or watched the Comanche version as well uh, just to get a real feel for the film. I mean, I... I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this film. And yeah, I'm not, yeah, I did really enjoy it. And again, being a fan of the Predator franchise, yeah, I'm going to come in at a 4.5 out of 5. That is high. Yeah, it is up there. Um, Even if I just watched the English version again, I think maybe I should have watched it a second time just to really solidify my ratings i can't go as high as a five but i'm finding it hard to really have too many criticisms so no i'm going to stick with that i'm going to come in at a 4.5 out of five i was really looking forward to this film and it did not disappoint yeah this this was pretty good it's it's pretty good um again i can only base it off um you know the the first two films which i've seen um and i like them they're pretty solid movies um if i was to compare them and again only comparing to the first two um this one's not quite there i mean there's still it's still a well-made movie it's good um it didn't bring me that sort of just like you know that beefy joy <laughs> that came from those first two um, it doesn't quite have that, but it's a good film in itself. Um, great main character to follow. Um, a bit of good, you know, action and violence thrown in there as well. Just enough to, to you know, make it a predator film that we're happy about. Um, so I can't sit here and say it's better than the, you know, like the third or fourth movie because I literally have no idea. Um, but to me, this is, I'm happy to give this one a, a happy little four out of five. So still... Still up there. There's some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, for me, the first one is still my favourite. That would be number one. 
pray. I don't know whether it's just because it's, you know, it's still really fresh for me. And I do have a lot of love for Predator 2. But yeah, I, I think I'd put this ahead of Predator 2. But interestingly, this is the highest rated Predator film on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that sounds about right. It is the highest. <laughs> yeah. And that's critic and I think audience as well, but it's definitely critic. It is the the highest rated um, Predator film, which is pretty incredible. But for me, the first movie is still the better film. All right. Speaking of that first film, um, yep, got some trivia and you did spoil a little bit of it, uh, but that's okay. Um, so this movie does have, there's a few There's a few things that, that do sort of, I guess maybe pay tribute, pay homage to um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Dutch character in um, in that original '87 Predator film. As you mentioned, the uh, well, you know, Tab says about the the Predator after wounding it. If it bleeds, we can kill it, which is obviously is a tribute to the same words spoken by Dutch. Um, also, I found this as well. Like I was watching it, Nauru gives the you know the the french the french guy the the orange touche flower which lowers his body temperature uh making it hard for the predator's infrared based vision to perceive him seeing this naru says it can't see him which is a a little spin on you know when again when dutch says it can't see me um because you know, they're both having that realization now i came across this but i didn't actually notice this in the in the film so i'm not sure if this one's true but apparently naru does say do it do it now again i don't know if this is accurate it's on the internet um right when you do mm-hmm. a rewatch whether it's in english or the comanche version with subtitles um or when i do a, a rewatch i'm going to be looking out for it um, because if do it, do it now, even in a different context, different tone, if she says those words, that's fantastic. That would be amazing. Again, didn't fact check. I don't recall <laughs> hearing it. <laughs> I'll look out for it. Yeah. Well, there's, there's something, I didn't write it down, but there's apparently a Predator 2 connection, and I think it's to do with Raphael, the French translator, a gun is given to Danny Glover's character at the end of the film by the Predator, and apparently he has this guy's name on the side of the gun. Do you know what? I'm, I'm pretty sure I couldn't it's make the Raphael. connection, but when the um, yeah, when the camera lingered on that shot of the inscription on the gun, I was like, surely that means something. I just didn't know what it was. Mm. That's pretty Predator too. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's better trivia than everything I just said. So, <laughs> I like You're it. welcome. <laughs> no worries. You saved it. You ruined it at the start, but you saved it now. Um, and on that, that's it for our review of Prey. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed The Grey Man and Green Lantern Beware My Power. And be sure to check out our next review, Nope. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon. <laughs>